This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org holiday. That's childrensnational.org holiday. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately. That long day behind you, good times lie ahead. With company worth keeping, that'll bash a smile on your head. Come on in, the doors open, you'll find just the finest folks here. Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and letting our stories your ear. Cause we're the talk, talk, talk the tavern. Here you're always welcome. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. Promising beer and bed love. The talk, talk. Music, medicine, then some The talk, 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 the tavern The song's over Here we come Welcome to the tavern We'll get to the topic and discussion in just a moment Just want to let everybody know This is an adult show with adult topics, adult humor And in other words, uh, we drink, we smoke, we swear And we laugh at things we probably shouldn't But we do it together for those listening to the podcast, we record the podcast on our live stream at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern. can have a live interactive chat audience. You might hear the sound of the bell, and that means I want to interrupt somebody to read a question or comment. For those on the live stream, we won't read off everything you put in chat, but we'll try to get to the most relevant or the most amusing, but hopefully some combination of the both. Now, while we introduce ourselves, go ahead and let us know what your vices are tonight. And while you're putting your vices in the chat right there, what you're drinking, smoking, partaking of, hobbies, whatever you're doing right now while you're listening to the episode, I will uh, let you know what we've got. Well, I'll let you know what I got. They get to let you know what they got. Uh, Tullamore Dew, the infamous or possibly famous Irish whiskey, triple distilled, triple distilled. Ed, do you think that has much difference? Double, triple, or single distilled? Yeah. Yeah, kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> um, it has been a hell of a week. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm going to slur, but I might not speak clearly is what I'll tell you. So that's my vices. Uh, and also don't forget, make sure you check out some of my books. Go grab one of these books, ebook, audiobook, or paperback or hardback at amazon.com. Just search for Travis I. Sivart. You'll find me. Andrea. What do you got tonight? Oh, I'm sleepy. So mm. I have peanut butter M&M's. That's why I'm sleepy. I have my tea and knitting somewhere. You got a whole blanket <laughs> on you that you knitted, though. Was that tonight? Yes. Yeah, I was wow. very quick. She's got quick hands, folks. Just want to let you know. It's, uh, <laughs> what about you, Ed? What do you got? I've got uh, my last little bit of Bowman Brothers. Oh, that's good stuff, though. 
I'm savoring. Which Bowman? Well, no, wait. It's it's just the Bowman Brothers. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's. I tell you what, guys. If you have a chance to check out any of the Bowman Brothers products, it's been good stuff across the board, right, Ed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't found any we've had a problem with. No, the Abraham was the best, but gosh, that is so hard to find. And then there's the time yeah. Andrea paid like $35 for a single drink at a place she went out to lunch for. Yeah. Well, which one was that, Andrea? Do you remember? Okay. Well, welcome to the tavern here. And as we mentioned, we do have a live chat going on. So I don't see where anybody has thrown up their vices if the... Like I said, it's been a long week. I'm probably dropping words here. Um, <laughs> see, Maria says $35 for a single drink. What was in it? Real gold. They do have that. It's gold schlager. It's kind of nasty. It's sickly sweet. Oof. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you like that sort of thing, it's awesome. If you don't like that sort of thing, ugh. Kennedy has a Manhattan. Nice, nice. Cool. And I know Maria has her puppy sleeping in a next nest next to her. And this next question actually comes from Maria because we're gonna we're gonna answer questions from viewers and listeners right now. Give some advice, give some opinions, give some thoughts, give some mocking commentary. Maria asked, "Would you go to space if given the chance?" Ed. Um, I I assume when she says go to space, she means just one of these, like all the rich motherfuckers are doing. Right. Get shot up, come back down. Ooh, I went to space. No. No? No. Why? There's there's better things to waste money on. Well, what if you're not paying for it? There's better things they could give that give me that money to waste it on. <laughs> okay. Andrew? I get motion sickness <laughs> on um, the merry-go-round. No. But thanks. Yeah, as for me, I absolutely would go to space. It's one more experience that I can have. And it's not even like, look, I did something you didn't. It's just I get to go experience that thing. So I'm absolutely mm-hmm. going to go. If I get sick, I assume they have, you know, little vomit pouches. Barf bags. <laughs> Pukey pouches. That's what I should have said. Puke pouches. You know, barf bags. Vomit. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Now, long term. What about long term? Like, go live on Mars and not come back. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's something about that that I must admit is appealing to me. But uh-huh. I like just being able to go outdoors mm-hmm. and smell the fresh air and so forth and so on. I wouldn't be able to do that on Mars. Wouldn't be smart to do that on Mars at <laughs> least. So I, I, I don't know. I, there is something about the exploration of it all that is appealing to me, but I don't know. It's interesting. You'd be like, yeah, I don't want to go just up in the orbit for three minutes, come back down. But like go to Mars. I got to think about that. Because you're seeing actually a whole planet of something different to see and 
and experience versus just one little ride up in outer space. Okay, give me that money and I can experience a whole bunch of things down here on Earth that I've never experienced before. Right. Maria, uh, I have called Andrea Maria. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Andrea? It depends. Have other people gone there? Is it set up for someone to stay long term? Or is it like the movie Martian, The Martian with Matt Damon? Because, <laughs> no. See, this one, I would just say no across the board. Oh, Be yeah, I, I don't want to go long term and not. There's so much for me to do here and explore here and learn here mm -hmm. and experience here. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to another planet where especially if it's not terraformed, where there's breathable, breathable atmosphere. And yeah, that, that would be my biggest problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, as cool as it would be for a temporary visit for a year or two. Well, maybe we could talk about that. Because um, what is it, an eight or nine month trip just to get any of our current technology from here to there and then coming yeah. back again? And they have nothing coming back at this point. Yeah. No. So I thought it was years to get there. Anybody know off the top of their head? Or are we looking? How long sure. does it take to travel from here to Mars? I'm pretty sure it was months. I, I watched the Ian Musk Mars mission thing that he had on Netflix. It was actually pretty good. It was very entertaining and educational if you haven't seen it check it out what was it called uh, mission mars i want to say okay uh let me look it up real quick well here's see. something other folks while he's looking that up might not realize if we're launching something towards another planet there is certain windows to launch it where they are closest to us right. in orbit and if you launch at the wrong time it is a hell of a lot longer to yep. get there because it's on the other goddamn side of the sun. Um, couple comments here in the chat. Kennedy says, but know that the inspiration for a mission went further than any trip except for fixing Hubble and the moonshot. It wasn't just a hop to space, but 360 miles up. Maria says, a Home and transfer between Earth and Mars takes around 259 days between eight and nine months. Okay. So it is yeah. only possible approximately every two years due to the different orbits around the sun and of, of Earth and Mars, which is what we're talking about. So, uh, yes, Maria, you're a pro at Google. Your Google foo is strong. So I think they beat you on the Google there, Ed. And the Mars program that they had on Netflix is gone. <laughs> oh, no. Is it somewhere else? Yeah. I, I don't um, know. Andrew? If it's what I'm thinking of, it's they have a disc, and it, it may be in my wish list. It's a Mars thing, um, but I think I know what you're talking about. Was it Disney's Mission to Mars? I've been on that ride. No. No, it was done in the form of a documentary yeah. as if it has actually taken place and has happened. And Ian Musk appears in a great deal of it. And it, it was very good. Uh, there is actually a program going on right now where you can apply with NASA to do a simulated Mars environment in the sense that you're stuck in the little domes that they're creating mm -hmm. the, the little the environments yeah. that they're creating and it sounds very interesting but it's like only six people and of course you got to be all the things 
Um, <laughs> and they watch everything. Nah. See, Maria says, oh, that ride, I went on the green version, was still almost reaching for the puke bag. Yeah, I went on the biggest, baddest, and frankly, it's it's Disney World. It was no issue at all. There, there's nothing Disney will throw at the general public that I can't handle. Other theme parks with other roller coasters and simulators, not so much. There's some stuff where I'm like, <laughs> my spine is broken. Roller coasters are okay, but that merry-go-round will fuck you up. <laughs> okay, so let's jump to another question here. Um, th this is we don't name names on these because they didn't necessarily let us know that it was cool. So, uh, dear Tavern, this is an interesting question, Ed. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, dear Tavern. I won a modest amount of money in the lottery, and my friends and family have started asking me for money. It's not a whole lot, and not, and not enough to share much. How should I handle it? Move. To Mars? <laughs> you have to. <laughs> now, they don't say how much they won. I'm guessing, you know, well under a million. You yeah, know, it's... modest amount, not enough to really share. And they're bugging the hell out of you. Move. Uh, it makes me curious. Anybody know off the top of their head? And I'm guessing it's a U.S. lottery, United States lottery. So how much is, if somebody wanted to pay off their debt, how much is the average American debt to pay off your house, car, credit cards, etc. What? Three, four hundred, five hundred thousand? Am I uh, under? I, I, I don't know house and cars, but I did read a recent article where the average 30 something today has over $60,000 in unsecured debt. What's the difference between secured and unsecured debt? Uh, credit cards. Okay. That's unsecured. Wow. If, he, if it's a house or a car, that's secured debt. But <clears throat> wow. In, in the article that I read, they were saying that is the reason why a lot of 30-somethings are still living at home with mom and dad versus buying their own place because they simply can't afford it with that amount of unsecured debt. And Maria says, Google says 90K. Um, Gary says, tell them it's your money and stand your ground. And Kennedy says, with student loans, it's a lot. I'm guessing even 90K is low if somebody owns a house. Because, again, this yeah. person didn't give us any details. They're not telling us if they own a house or whatever. But your average house, average house, not a nice house, average house, 250000 Four hundred thousand. Easy. What are we looking at? Two hundred fifty. Easy. Four hundred thousand, depending on location. But two hundred fifty. Easy. Where I live, and hell, that's a shack. Andrea. Yeah, like I said, it depends on where you're at. But also, everybody's going to college. Everybody. Before it wasn't just select people that could afford it. Now they're everybody. So a lot of people are in so much student loan debt. So I think that amount's higher. Here's a fun fact. Apparently, Walmart, Amazon, and other large companies now will pay for up to a bachelor's degree if you're working. Wow. 
and like a hundred percent of it. So that, it's interesting. Uh, Maria yeah, says, yeah. without converting to USD around here, by the way, for any uh, viewers or listeners, Maria is Canadian. Around here, it's 200 to 300K, but my friend in the city was looking at close to 1 million. See, and yeah. I, I feel like, first of all, if you're smart, you're going to pay off your debts. And some financial advisor would be like, oh, don't pay off your house. You need these loans because they help your credit score. Okay, shut up. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. I get it. I understand what you're saying logically, but you know what? If shit goes down tomorrow, have your house paid off. Um, and Kennedy, who, by the way, not to give away Kennedy's locale, but New York-ish, Jersey, whatever, Connecticut, that area, the tri-state area there. Yeah, my house where the ex lives went for just under 400000 20 years ago, and it's a small three-bedroom cape. So right now, that's a million-dollar house or more, $1.2, million. Um, okay, so whatever it is, whatever their spectrum is here of their financial things, a modest amount of money in the lottery, friends and family have started asking me for money. It's not a whole lot and not much to share. How should I handle it? Ed says move. Andrea. <laughs> I say it doesn't matter how much you got. If it's your money to do what you want with it. They need to leave you the fuck alone. If they were around before the money, maybe you would find a way to help them a little bit. So it just depends on the situation. Hmm. But you shouldn't have to handle it. It's just bullshit. If you come into money, my thoughts on this, if you come into money, whether it's inheritance, lottery, working hard, whatever, first and foremost, it's your <clears throat> money. Don't fucking tell people, except your very close friends, like you know you your to. spouse or Ed. What, Andrew? <laughs> if you want to, you don't right. have to do no. that. No, there is no. Lottery winners are public knowledge. That's they the are, and you can go on with a mask and tell them not. Yeah, but yeah, they're depending but they on the don't state. Don't have to share it. No, they don't. Um, yeah, and Maria says I'm with Andrea, hundred percent. Everyone wants to be your friend once you can foot the bill. Those people need to be shooed out the door. Look, take your friends or family to dinner. Do a group cruise if you want to share the wealth and show your appreciation for those people that have supported you. But to hand out money. I mean, I get it if you put your kid through college. Make sure your elderly parents are taken care of in their old age. But when you're looking at people that you've known five years or 50 years or your siblings or whatever, it is not your job to support them. It is not your job to hand them a handout. Now, if you got the huge Powerball, 3.2 billion or whatever, it was, I don't know, one point whatever the huge one was, which even when you walk away with that, splitting it with other winners, I mean, what are you looking at? 300 million, 700 million, whatever it is, you're not obligated. And if you're having an issue fixing it in your head, that that's on you. Um, yeah, the only thing you're obligated that you have to do is pay the fucking taxes. 
Yeah, so that is true. Yeah. Here's the thing, truly with me, if I have money, no matter how modest it is, if I have money, my friends and family have money. Right. When I don't have money, my friends and family don't have money. And, <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't have money, when I have money, you're not a friend. Okay. So don't ask. <laughs> yeah. And if I don't treat you to dinner or whatever I have, whether it's $10 or $100,000, if I don't treat you normally, I ain't going to give you shit otherwise. Right. And you shouldn't ask. If they win, and they want to give it to you, they'll give it to you. Don't ask. That, that is actually weird. a great way to flip this, Andrea. <laughs> if you know somebody that got money, stop talking money to them. Right. Don't yeah. tell them, I'm behind on my electric. I can't afford my car payment. I want a new thing from Amazon. No. Respect them because it's instinctually that person is going to think, oh, they're asking if I can help. And you don't want to, if it's a true friendship and you care about them, you don't want them to ever think that you're going, hint, 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 I need mm -hmm. some stuff. Couple comments here, by the way. Kennedy says, estimate is $570,000 property, 60 times 100. I don't know what that means. But uh, also says, I wonder how much that person would give the lottery winner if it was the other way around. Well, that's mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. And that's something I'm to sure look you at. Wouldn't want people asking you. You wouldn't want people asking you or being like, "Gimme, gimme," because you got no. Yeah. Right. Let Let me make this clear right now, Ed. Because I've been in tough points, and Ed's like, "I got dinner. I can cover that for you. Whatever." Ed has come out and like thrown money on the table to. I don't got you. Thank you, Kennedy. Um. You know, so for Ed, I'm going to be like, hey, dude, I won the lottery. You good? You need something? You know, I need and dinner. Here, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dinner. Let's fucking buy you some goddamn dinner. Um, on the other hand, if it's 100000 yeah, Ed's getting dinner and I'm paying some bills. If it's $100 million, Ed's house is paid off. You know, and then he could Did fucking you play do the lottery this weekend, man. No, I didn't. Uh, the machine wasn't working when I was in the grocery store. But you did it online, and I'm like, huh. Yeah. I, I won a modest amount of money on the lottery today. <laughs> did you? Ooh. $4. <laughs> Can I have 72 cents? <laughs> no. <laughs> how about 69? <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> if you do a 69 right, there is no sense involved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kennedy says my kids have been reluctant to ask me for money and by the way that's a beautiful thing Kennedy oh, Kennedy also likes your bats there Andrea oh yeah, thank you Maria says so what we're saying is that Travis needs to buy some lotto tickets for Ed or for myself and just share with Ed Maria won 500 bucks once. I have won $1,000 on a scratch-off once, and I went Whoa. to the state capitol, cashed it, went home, deposited it, and paid a bill. Yep. When I come into large sums of money, I'm like, let me throw it at my fucking debt. Yeah. Of course, we- I we, won $4, and I took my kid to lunch. Not with $4, you didn't. No. 
that was the tip. Now, Maria says, my father refuses to take my money and it drives me insane. Here's what I'll tell you, Maria. You buy him other stuff. You, you yeah. show appreciation in other ways. You buy him, if he drinks at night, nice bottle of liquor. You buy him that, that really, it's like a cricket that just made a noise from the room I'm in. You buy him mm -hmm. that really cool pair of socks that keeps his feet warm, whatever. You, you show your appreciation in other ways besides cold cash. Because he can't turn away a gift bag, but he can turn away cash. <laughs> Maria says, oh, I have to sneak it in there. Where did this come from? I don't know, Dad. It's magic. <laughs> and good for That's you cool. for doing that. But, yeah, like I said, you can also... Put it in uh, in in other ways. You um, can also get quarters and just fling them into the butt crack. <laughs> whatever sticks he gets to keep. We discussed that on a previous episode. <laughs> um, don't forget, you can also drop gift cards, and it could be something oh, yeah. really broad spectrum, like Walmart or Amazon or whatever big box store you have local. Drop a fucking fifty dollar gift card and mail it to him, even if he lives in the same house. Lives, not leaves. That's that was my father. My bad. I, I was projecting. Uh, lives in the same house as you. So you, you can just, also do it to the you know gift cards to the grocery store. People usually won't turn that down. That's true because they're going to yeah. buy food for you also. Okay. Wow, we we ran long on that one. Two questions there. So, any other thoughts on that? Summarize that. First of all, don't tell them. Second of all, if you do tell them, it's your money. Guilt is in your own head. And yeah. if they're pushing guilt on you, fucking abandon that person. Oh, this is a tough question here. Mm. And, and, this question, there's one word in there that I feel like could be spread out to other people. But the question is, as it's worded, Dear Tavern, how do I impart the wisdom of my hard-learned life lessons to my teenager without them ignoring me? But I think that teenager could be pushed to so much more than just your own spawn. Andrea, you just crossed your arms and made a face. I'm just waiting my turn. It's your turn. Go. Your turn. Okay, so here's the thing. You could tell them all you want. They're not going to listen. They need to experience it for themselves to truly understand. Would you have listened? Did you follow advice when people said the same thing to you? Or did you learn from experiencing it? Just saying. That's reasonable. Ed? Uh, wow. Um, I lean toward agreeing with her. But, which means everything I just said before that was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up in a generation where you, you do... As I say, and not as I have done, or I do, uh, 
I, I, I want to believe in, in that part of it because my parents did instill some lessons on me that I, I did as they said. And now that I've gotten older and I've read my parents' diaries, I realize, damn, they were motherfucking hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> so both your parents kept diaries? Yes, they did. Yeah. Oh, there's a lost yeah, art. <laughs> no, now it's called Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> you got to stalk their social media from 20 years ago. Um, to answer the question directly, I, I, I really don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. In my experience, kind of echoing what Andrea already said, there are certain things people will listen to you. And they'll take your advice if you mm -hmm. feel like an expert to them. Financial thoughts, where to go to get a credit card, you know, how to find the best cheeseburger. There are other things people have to learn on their own. It's kind of like understanding what an orgasm is when you've never had one. You, you could explain it. They can logically understand it, but they don't actually understand it or being in love. It's something some people, most people have to experience before they realize, oh, now I get it. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> and the same thing for giving advice to your kid. On the other hand, this holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. Throwing advice at your kid's head or, or anybody left and right going, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, is going to make them pull away more. You right. have to wait till they're struggling and they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. And even then, it's only 30% likely they're going to fucking listen to you in your life experience before they. And Maria says, I agree with Andrea, but it also depends on the person you're speaking to. I tend to bring the approach, quote, I know you're not going to listen to me, which, by the way, automatically makes them do the opposite. But I need you to hear these words and understand where I'm coming from. I like that. So it's in the back of your mind. But, end quote, by the way, but I have a very open relationship with the kid and we help each other grow and understand things when we're stumped. That's something else that can add value to your advice to others. Do you listen to their shit? Because if you shut your kid down like they can't tell you anything that you don't already know, why the hell are they going to listen to you? Because you've already told them their opinion, experience, and advice isn't worth shit. So why are they going to put value on what you say if you shut them down? Mm-hmm. Kennedy says, I find that my daughter listens to my best friend more than she listens to me. I sometimes <laughs> ask him to give her advice 
but she does call me for advice a lot. That is actually a, a very good way to do it. If you have a friend of the family, a sibling, whatever, that your kid goes to, you can feed your teenager advice through somebody else. So what else we got on this, guys? Hmm. How do you give advice when somebody doesn't want it? That's the basis of this question. Basically, don't. You have to make it interesting enough for them to want to listen. Well, that's interesting. Uh, what well, You know what I found, Ed, though? What, Andrea? Mm -hmm. You said that's interesting. I said, I'm listening. There we go. Um, <laughs> a lot of times when you give an example, a parable, a story that contains the lesson, most people don't pull that lesson that you're wanting to convey out of that. So when you're like, oh, there was this one time that this old lady was beating a dog. Yeah, they, they don't hear what the point of it is. They hear <laughs> old lady beating a dog or or whatever. Um, Maria says, if it's something that needs to be addressed, I find repetition helps as well. Like you're correcting someone's problematic behavior. That's actually a fair point. This is a part of human psychology. You can convince people of something that didn't happen or of your point of view just by pounding it into their head through repetition. Mm. Politicians do this a lot. I shouldn't say politicians. Political viewpoints do this a lot. Mm. How about that? You say it loud enough, often enough. And it's got to be true. Yeah. Um, now, that, in my opinion, is not the best way to create problem solvers and thinkers. That's the way you create fucking sheep. And if you want your kid to be a sheep and just follow you and do what you do, sure, you can use that approach. But that's created countless generations of angry people who don't even know why they're angry. Silence. I know. Next question, or we got more? Well, here's a fun question. And by the way, this next question was sent in all caps. <laughs> ah, fun fact. Dear Tavern, all caps, I have a short fuse temper. How do I control that? Before we answer that, Maria had one more comment. My example is my father uses very dated terms or at least he used to until i realized he wasn't trying to be a horrible person he legit had no idea what he was doing was wrong and needed a little reminder when he was acting poorly are you saying you're giving your father advice and hoping he'll listen to you maria okay so andrea i thought you raised your hand i don't know what you're doing over there <laughs> She's unmuting. Hold on, folks. No, she's not unmuting. She's just making faces. So, Ed, I have a short fuse temper. How do I control that? Well, you 
listen, asshole, <laughs> you wrote in the question that you have a fucking short fuse temper. So, you know, no one is half the fucking battle. So fix that shit. Andrea, thoughts on this? And Andrea, I know you have dealt with more than one person with a short fuse temper. No, this is why I'm not around them, so I have no advice. I would just leave. <laughs> you know you have this problem. You fix it. I can't fix it. I can't tell you how to fix it. That's there actually a great point right there. Nobody mm -hmm. can fix your temper except you. And once, as Ed said, once you realize it, you know there's a fucking problem. So it's your job to work on it. Kennedy says, I have a temper. Sometimes it's the outcome of stress. But I was once told we only really get angry at things or people we can't control. And sometimes we have to accept we can't control those we things. Control. Yeah. I found a lot of people use a temper to throw you off of criticizing them or commenting on them or disagreeing with them. If they come at you loud enough and angry enough, people shy away and leave them alone. So use they use that temper as that wall. What between. are you trying to say? Nothing, dear. <laughs> <laughs> See, it works. <laughs> and Maria throws the thought out. I know it's not available for everyone, but if it's within your means, therapy. I went to anger therapy for years. It works. It's true. Maria no longer punches me every time I talk. Um, <laughs> Of course, I had her deported back to Canada, so she can't. So that helped too. Um, yeah. First of all, you're already saying you know you have a problem. So you know you have something to work on. Not every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you don't control it. You modify it. You realize I've had friends with like, like, insta temper like zero to 60 in six seconds and you train yourself to do that you train yourself to amp up and react huge yeah and you can also train yourself to wind it back down but you have to first and foremost recognize what you're doing and then want to change it and probably if anybody's been in AA, this is a similar process to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I slur over my whiskey. Wait, hold on, wait. Maria says, or get a job in retail that you need to pay the bills so you can't get yourself fired. You'll get over your anger real quick when you're dealing with the crazies. Maria, I knew somebody who worked at McDonald's and during a kid's party because the kids were, this is back when McDonald's had like play, before the play areas, they had a separate room for like birthday parties and shit. And this person who I knew got so angry at the kids being loud and noisy as they were sweeping up a mess the kids had dumped on the floor. They took the broom they were sweeping with violently slapped the handle against the table and screamed at the kid, shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. Bad day? <laughs> What's that? Bad day. <laughs> Something. 
um talk talk about a traumatic birthday party <laughs> that birthday kid is probably still paying for therapy but yeah therapy at that point but realizing like anything you got an issue and you can get support from others but andrea what you unmuted i thought you want to say something you were in the middle of something go ahead okay um you got to work on your own problems the people around you can support you and give advice and everything but you're the one that has to do the the bulk of the work the hard work and that is working yeah. with yourself yeah and and changing what triggers you to ramp up so quick and and learn how to deconstruct that ramp so you don't go up that path andrea you got something sure final thought my final thought <laughs> if you don't want to fix it it's not going to happen if the person doesn't want to fix it there's nothing anybody can do that's true that's true just saying you want to fix it that's not enough mm -mm. one of the things i've done to myself in life um having taken defensive classes a lot of defensive classes are three steps back to get yourself from the confrontational confrontational situation and when i find myself getting angry and about to lose control i i do a mental three steps back take three steps back from the situation and think about it a little bit and uh didn't reapproach it and by the way the the old advice of count to 10 slowly that's a three steps back situation mm -hmm. now ed are you talking about like take a deep breath or are you talking about like psychologically mentally go back three steps what led up to this yep go back three steps to what led up to that okay and any of those three steps I could have done differently to not get here. Now yep. let's apply that now. Is is that something you do in the moment or later when you're reflecting on it? Or in the moment. In the moment. Because if I don't, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah, diffuse the situation and put it on yourself. Grab that self-responsibility yeah. for your own <clears throat> actions. And you can't say, they made me mad. No, they did something. You decided to be mad. You mm -hmm. chose to go that. You you ramped it up in your own head. And by the way, short fuse tempers are terrifying to other people. Okay, it's um, Maria says that's actually really helpful if you can get into the habit of it. And uh, Kennedy ever so wisely says, when a woman gets angry, always suggest it's related to that time of the month and make him the beneficiary of your life insurance before you do. Um, and actually, let me let me flip that and say, if a man gets angry, just automatically suggest it's his time of the month. Tell him he's manstrating. He'll either be amused or confused, and it will delay him long enough that you can get out of the room. No, that's probably bad advice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, self-responsibility is something we pound on a lot. 
you're in the tavern and yeah okay one final question wrap this show up we got about 15 minutes you guys ready dear tavern okay what huh ready okay dear tavern my other half never seems to care what my day was like even though i listen to theirs and when i offer advice on their day they act like they didn't want my input what can i do need me to repeat the question andrea what do you think Maybe they just want you to listen. Don't offer advice unless asked. Sometimes people just need to get it out. And if they're not asking about your day, stop asking about theirs, and then maybe they'll think. Yeah, you got some thoughts? Okay. As a person sitting here that's on marriage number three, <laughs> all right, this comes in that marriage advice thing, okay, which I'm not very good at at this point in my life because I'm on marriage number three. Well, actually, I don't have time. how long have you been married now? 15 years. You're fucking doing okay, man. <laughs> you got it right on the third try, okay? I got it right on the third try. But I had a great big sign that I wore, put on my cube at work and she worked with me that said damaged. <laughs> <laughs> and when there was a ser- and we started dating, there was a series of questions she had to answer first. Okay, and and so you know, my other half never seems to care about what my day is like. Okay, ain't got time for that bullshit right now. Fucking get a divorce and get it over with. I agree. Now I agree with both of you. Actually, yeah. If it's a once in a while thing, if it's a this is happening today and it's upsetting me, I agree with Andrea. Maybe they are just so worked up with whatever's going on with them, they need to vent. And mm-hmm. Okay. But on the other hand, if this is every day for an extended period of time, and I don't mean a month or two, I mean years, though then again, maybe three months is enough time to go, they don't fucking care. I'm a trophy right here. Mm. And they just want somebody to go, you're okay. <laughs> Maria says sometimes people just need to bitch. If it's something that happens often, ask first, are we going to rant to are we going to rant to bitch about the issue or are we looking at how to solve it? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, and some people, this is their release. They just like to vent. They just like yeah. to complain. We've all known complainers. Not to the level of Karen's out there. So sorry to people who are actually named Karen. But, uh, yeah, now this is a multi-part question. So if they never seem to care, maybe you're blocking out when they actually do care. Or maybe if they don't actually care, you're in a bad relationship. Right. Um, And just because you listen to theirs, if you're so busy listening, maybe you never actually let them know, hey. I want a chance to talk too. Well, maybe, yeah, they could be feeling, when is it my turn? Right. And there needs to be a point where you tell the other person, I want my turn. Yeah, I got to have my turn today. That's a communication Mm -hmm. thing. It's very important. 
And there's also, Andrea, I've done this to you. When you used to work at certain retail jobs, I'd be like, you got 20 minutes to bitch about your job and then you have to stop. For my sake and for your own goddamn sake, because it's not healthy. You're, you're just reliving this and recreating that stress in your own head. And it's not healthy. By the way, Andrea does not do that with her current job. It's incredible. She comes home and fucking won't <laughs> shut up about how great her job is. <laughs> Which is a great problem. And then you go, you gotta stop because my fucking job sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can live vicariously through her happiness in that case. Um... Now, hold on. Let me check Maria's comment here. I do it with my friend all the time, and it lets us know where we're going with the conversation. It's probably why we've been friends since elementary school. Or because coloring together is fun, Maria. <laughs> Andrea agrees with that. So I color. And when I offer advice on their day, they act like if they didn't, they act like they didn't want my opinion input this goes back to what andrea originally said sometimes people want to vent without having a solution right. they don't want you to fix their fucking right. problems most people most right. of the time don't want that and there are points in time where i will look at people and friends whoever and go are you venting or do you want input on this Mm -hmm. And probably 60% of the time they say, I want input. They're lying. <laughs> They're being polite. They don't actually fucking want input. Um, going back to the previous question with the teenager, you know, how do you get them to listen to you? Most people don't want your fucking advice. They want you to know that they're trodden on and everything's horrible and everybody's against them. Yeah, I, I think it gets uh, irritating to the listener when the individual is venting about something and you 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 offered some advice. Right. The next week they're venting about not the same thing, but it's the same issue maybe with another person. But And you're like, just shut the fuck up. I gave you advice last week. You didn't follow it and you're in the same situation. So... Just, just shut up. <laughs> Does this flick back to the temper thing of you've got a problem that only you can solve. Right. Other people can support you, but nobody can fix it until you decide you want to fix it. Sometimes if people are complaining about things, and you let them go on, they just get in a downward spiral. Sometimes you have to cut them off and don't ask about it again. Mm -hmm. So I, all I can think of is the shows where they're, someone's on the phone and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and sit it down and walk away. Mm. Don't do that. That's encouraging them to keep doing whatever and amping it up. Just stop. Andrea, before you and I started dating, and I've shown you the PDF of this thing that I'm about to talk about, there's I read this thing about dating and relationships, and it was basically how to get laid by your date. But this person who wrote it was actually very intelligent, and they're like, you need to decide what you want. If you want a long-term relationship, there's different ways to behave. And if you mm -hmm. go in there and you're like, why am I in the friend zone? 
Well, if you walk into somebody you're interested with and you're like, just let me listen, just tell me all your problems. You're setting yourself up for that type of interaction every yep. single time. Yep. Now you can let them vent, but at some point in time you have to go, stop. That's done. We need to do something else. And there is behaviors that trigger long-term relationship versus friend zone versus just yep. getting laid. And listening to people's problems is not the getting laid behavior. But I really appreciated this thing that was written out because it was more than just that, which that's never something I've been interested in. And it makes me realize that even in interactions with coworkers, if they're just going to bitch and complain and you don't want to hear it all the time, stop listening. Stop asking. Cut them off when they do that. Um, Had to do that before. Right. And by the way, even with the people you love, there's times we have to do this with each other. It just comes to a point where that person, one of you two mentioned a spiral, creating that spiral. Um, they start chasing their own tail, and eventually you chase your tail long enough, you're digging a ditch. You're, you're entering that downward spiral. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the only way stop that is for somebody to put their leg in front of you so you trip and they can go stop it <laughs> and then you realize oh shit I'm just I'm in this loop so yeah I guess to summarize Ed my other half never seems to care what my day is like even though I listen to theirs and when I offer advice on their day they act like they don't want my input what can I do summarize your answer for me your other half, if they're treating you that way, get a fucking divorce. <laughs> Andrew? Yeah, if that's not how you want to be treated anymore, change it. Yeah, and I agree with both of you, and it's hard. And that change can be, as Ed said, get a divorce, walk out, get your own place. And that's a whole other topic where people are like, I can't leave. <laughs> No, you always can leave. It's just not necessarily the option you want to choose because of the repercussions. Um, and some of the times that could be communication. Absolutely, Crow. There was uh, one, one of our viewers who goes by various screen names, but the last part is always mouse. One said a relationship should not be about um, compromise. It should be about collaboration. Yep. Mm. And I have adored that, and I've mentioned it a few times since then. Um, communication is key to every relationship, but collaborate. And if one is only talking and not listening, by the way, that might be the other person's fault because they allowed that behavior to continue for too long. Right. But on the other hand, it's yep. also that first person's fault, too, for never taking time to show interest in their other half. If you're yeah, own... it, go ahead, Ed. It, it's a terrible codependent relationship, is what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as I love codependency, not if you can't be your own person, though. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got a couple minutes left. Any closing thoughts on any of these topics or any tangents any either of you want to run around on? Yes or no, not or sleep. what? 
She just wants to sleep. (laughs) Don't expect other people to fix your problem. You have to be the one to take initiative. It really feels like a reoccurring tavern theme, doesn't it? Own yeah, your I shit. think we said that a lot here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, don't abuse, abuse the people that are there for you. Drink Realize more. their value, whether it's the lottery, the temper, the not listening, whatever it is. Mind you, going to space really doesn't relate to that, but whatever. <laughs> Okay, I want to say a quick thank you to Kennedy and Gary and Maria and everybody else who threw their two cents in on these topics. God damn, what? Yeah, thanks, guys. It might not have been a fun, goofy show like we sometimes do, but it was a good show. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play the outro stuff here, and uh, we're going to get out of here and join us on the next podcast or live stream, whatever you joined us on. Or the other one. And try it the other way. And do me a favor. If you're listening to the podcast or not, remember, I put that stuff up on social media. Share it. Let other people know we're out here. We're doing this thing. Let's spread the word here. Let's get some more friends into the tavern on either side of that equation here. You guys have a great night. Here's the outro, and we will catch you again soon. Before we go, I want to remind everyone that you can email us at talkthetavernshow at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts on the show's topic, suggest another topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, or just have us read a message out on air to someone in your life. Thanks for supporting the show by downloading the podcast, sharing it on social media, grabbing some shirt stickers and mugs from bit.ly slash tavern merch, or barware patches and hats from bit.ly slash tavern merch too. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash tavern merch or tavern merch and the number two. Thanks to everyone who joined us live at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern and everyone who supports the tavern by subscribing, hosting, throwing bits, raids, and most of all, commenting. Thanks for joining us in the discussion shenanigans tonight. You are the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day and steamy dreams every night. That laugh, it won the hearts of millions. But behind the laugh was a shrewd businesswoman, a mother who sacrificed relationships, and a legend tormented by fame. Lucille Ball, America's funniest woman like you've never heard before. Join me, Ben Mankiewicz, for a new season of the podcast, The Plot Thickens, Lucy. Follow for free on Apple Podcasts and visit tcm.com slash podcast to learn more. While traveling, it's usually best to pack light. When it comes to money, carrying some cash and having an alternative like Zelle is a great idea. Zelle's an easy way to send and receive money with people you trust at any U.S. bank. It's already in thousands of different banking apps, and it's money straight into your bank account in minutes fast. Look for Zelle in your banking app today. Safe travels.